Um, guys, I'm st- I'm struggling right now. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Something just happened. Uh-oh. What is it, bud? It's Henry's birthday today, and he got up he got up early, and we went downstairs, and we opened his presents. He got you know, bats, Batman, mm-hmm. Ant Man, mm-hmm. a lot of Animal Man's uh, toys. Somebody's aunt got him a drone, and I was like, he's four, <laughs> but. When all was said and done, and wrapping paper littered the floor, he didn't get any video games. <gasps> and that's the, that's about the saddest thing I can imagine, but it's even sadder as he didn't seem to care. And so now I'm worried that he's that mm. I'm not raising a raising a gamer mm-hmm. can in I a make, way that I should. Can I make you feel better? Yeah. If I I'm gonna put myself in the mind of your child, right? What I'm yeah. thinking is why would I ask for a single video game when my daddy is just a big boy who has all the mm. video games? Mm. I'm not yeah. going to waste yeah. my video, my, my gift asks yeah. when, when, when old Papa Bear yeah. has, has all, the, all the games I need. And what I'm going to get is what Papa Bear doesn't have, which is this fresh Ant-Man suit built for a yeah. two-foot-tall body. Yeah, he, yeah. he also <laughs> was given an XBLA card, right? Like... I realized he yeah, didn't no, get Yeah, no, I discs. got him a gift card to the Xbox Live Arcade. Sure. Um, <laughs> Summer, of Ar- Summer of Arcade is just around the corner, yeah. and you can't be prepared too early. Yeah. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I died. My name is Ross Frostick, and I know the best game of the week. Yeah, you do. Welcome to The Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a game of the year show that goes all year long. King of the Hill, book club, but for games, you know the drill. You've been here before. Uh, quite literally in this case, because we are talking about Demon's Souls for the PlayStation 5, a remake of the original plant. Tell me all about it. Uh, the original Demon's Souls came out in 2009 from a little developer known as From Software, and people did not like it, except for, like, GameSpot, who was like, I don't know, Game of the Year. And then everybody's like, wait, is this actually good? Is this is this real good? And, and then they're like, yeah, let's try it again. So they made Dark Souls, and then Dark Souls 2, and then Dark Souls 3, and then Bloodborne, and Sekiro. And everybody's like, hey, you know what? We got to go back to that original flavor. Let's remake it with those good pals at Blue Point Games in Austin, Texas. We'll Woo-hoo. make it pretty. We'll put it on PS5. And we'll let people try this game all over again. We are going to be talking about the experience of wading back into the fetid swamps of Demon Souls. Uh, but first, we're going to take this quick break. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties so i'm gonna start off 
with a, a hot take. Okay. You know, uh, one of those like one of those like we're gonna put it out there and then put it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. Uh oh. Demon's Souls is better than any other game from software is made, both in the way it plays and the way it looks, and every step they've taken away from Demon's Souls has been a mistake. Well, I can't think of a wronger take. And, like I can't think. Wow. Well, we, yeah. we, he, let me just clarify. Something. He, he, are you talking yes. about this game, this remake, or are you talking about the original PS3 game that came out? Well, the core game is the same, right? But if you're talking about looks, if you're talking about no, looks, I'm not talking about looks. I don't think you're I'm talking about, about the, the, the 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 play. Here here is why. This game is I I finally fully understand the appeal of from software games. I think. Which is, it is about surprise, it is about discovery of mm. world, it is about mastering the environment, right? Mm-hmm. And what uh, the games have done, I think, to their detriment, for people like me, not for people who are hardcore gamers like our boy Griffin, um, yeah. is they've made it so much more Twitch-based, Sekiro being the, I guess, apotheosis of this. The best that, of it. That I, I have no ability to enjoy that game, because I'm just not that type of mm. elite gamer. But Demon Souls... I mean, I can I can just hop in. I can have a nice time, so long as I'm patient. Well, also, we should add that Plan is playing as a mage, which is very overpowered in this game. Oh, yeah, Regardless of the fact, I do agree oh, it's a much slower I'm sorry game. that I'm playing the game how it is available to be played. I, I'm not. I'm not I played true. it the same way, so I'm not dragging in you. I do uh, agree, though, with Justin that we should set the stage a little bit and talk about mm-hmm. what this game actually is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I... So just personally from my own experience, um, I had never played this and I've I've finished every other in the Souls lineage um, and I had never played this one. I, I really like Souls games. It, it, it took me a long time to get on board. It was Dark Souls 2 before I finally got got into it. Um, but I really like these games and I had never played this one. In fact, I knew almost nothing about it because I had heard uh, such just weird energy from people who like maybe just remembered it for the first time. And it is a real, uh, master class in the gaming populace being educated or, or catching up the culture, catching up to a game or at least accepting of it. Uh, Not to say it was like ahead, ahead of its time is weird. It's ahead of its time only in the sense of, this specific franchise right. no one else like people weren't ready for no it, one else lives what, in that what it was right now it's like i was shocked amazing. at how i was shocked at how much this just sort of blends into the franchise i get it is not i thought it would be really uh out of step with a lot of stuff from the franchise um i was really uh really impressed by it i am i think close to finishing it um and it is uh, a delight. I will say I'm playing as a mage, like my man Chris Plant, because that's the way I've always enjoyed playing these games. And it is overpowered in a way that I th- I feel like later games kind of fixed, where you if you had it was like balanced for every class. You know what I mean? Like there would sure. be some kind of thing that's going to screw you up if you're this kind or this kind of this kind. I'm I'm one shotting bosses yeah. and it goes down. <laughs> smooth i've never enjoyed the boss part of souls games i like the walking around the world and finding all the surprises and all the wild stuff that you encounter i don't like the boss fights because i find it very frustrating to have to go through again and again and again in the same area so in this i'm uh I'm just I cast one firestorm. Yeah, and that's it. Goodbye. Uh, Thank you for I coming. Fresh, before you, I've won. I've beaten you. Fresh. Before you go into your thing, because I want to hear that too. Can you give us uh, for people who literally have never seen this game, which I do think there is like a real Wait, real quick. Did you guys play Demon Souls before this? I just want to. That's I played the, all the it. Stage I played I it uh, like a year after it came out on PS3, uh, and. It was, I think it was after, well, hold on. I played it after Dark Souls because I loved Dark Souls so much. I was like, I want to know what this came from. And then I played Demon's Souls. And to me, Demon's Souls was much, much harder a game. Um, and I still think that. I feel like I got my ass kicked in this remake of Demon's Souls far more. I, I replayed D- uh, Dark Souls 3 earlier this year and Sekiro earlier this year. 
And those games, I know how to get through. I feel like Demon's Souls still has enough, like, I can name off the top of my head, 4-2 Tower of Latria climbing up to the boss. There's one enemy on that spiral staircase who's a motherfucker. Okay. And he got me, like, 15 times. So I can, like, name the points from, like, we oh, need that to explain killed me, that killed me, that killed me. Okay, I can do that. So uh, the things that have sort of become part of the, like, game design nomenclature that wait, came wait, out wait, of the wait, wait, no, 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 no. Let's not even talk about the mechanics yet. Literally, what is this game? Like, where, where does it take place? It's an action role-playing game uh, in a dark and gothic world where you are a basically dead adventurer who can hop between these five different uh, levels that have designations like Super Mario Brothers. So one, <laughs> one, one, two, one, two. Uh, and you go through, and at the end of each little level, there's a boss and you fight them. Uh, you collect souls as you defeat enemies that you can use to level up and buy items. But if you die, you drop all your souls. You can you have one chance to recover them. And if you fail to recover them, if you die again, then they're gone forever. And there's lots of stuff hidden all over. And you can level up in any way you want. And there's endless ways to like build your character out. And the bosses are super duper duper hard. Yeah. So and uh, obtuse mechanically, I think is one of yeah, the things I, that you I, need to know going in. It is designed to kind of be confusing. Not not. Not over-explain yeah. itself. So, How's that? So, uh, and a few things on there. One, I would say with the, with rec- had you played Demon Souls? I have not. I would just I had not. I had played okay. a lot of other okay, Souls good. games, but this was the first time, Welcome. and I knew very little. Um, and I would say I think the remake is very smart insofar as they actually have added elements to the game to better explain the really really complicated stuff. Stuff like, again, I'm not going to explain this because it's so complicated, but stuff like world tendency, stuff like uh, soul form versus body form. There's like a lot of like opaque kind of bullshit that is cool once you understand how it works, but the game puts no effort in. So I think that the remake in particular is very good, at least about explaining a baseline understanding of how things work. But what I wanted to say was, and why I sort of agree with Plant, uh, shockingly enough, um, is I think the structure of this game, as Griffin presented it, which is five separate levels that with this like central kind of hub world, the structure of the game actually makes it more approachable to newcomers because you don't get into the situation that you do in a huge, huge game like Dark Souls. When I first played Dark Souls, I slammed my head against the ground trying to get through these skeletons that are right next to the starting campfire. I got to get through these skeletons. There's no other way to go. It turns out I was just going in the wrong fucking direction. I should have gone the other way. And you don't have that issue of, well, I'm totally lost. I have no idea if I'm going in the right direction. I don't know if I'm progressing or not. You don't have that issue here. The The levels in Demon Souls are still huge. They still have shortcuts. They still loop back on themselves. They're really enormous, but they're not open world enormous to the point where you feel like, I have no semblance of an idea of where I am with regards to the entire world. So it actually makes it kind of more approachable to be able to bounce from place to place. Also, you can still have that nauseating and infuriating experience of winding up uh, down a path that is too difficult for you. It's just you have the freedom to pick something else. So the example I'd give is um, you beat the first, you beat 1-1, Mario 1-1, right? Uh, In this big castle. And then it opens up the rest of the arch stones, which are effectively, you can pick any level you want and do the first part of that level. So I'm looking at like the stairwell where you walk to, to pick your level. And I'm like, oh, the lowest one is probably going to be the Uh-oh. easiest one. So I pick Defilement, which is the basement of Defilement or whatever. You're, all it is is what if you walk <laughs> down very thin wooden planks um, down, 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 and if you fall off, you instantly die, and you're attacked by like plague doctors. Yeah, it's five one for reference. It's like, it's five, five one. It's the last big mistake. Yeah. Um, so what I did as a mage, you have a ring that allows your uh, your mana or whatever to refill, which is how you fire f- your your the fragrant ring. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> to fire uh, your like blue spell and your fire spell. So what I did it takes a long time. I beat. Uh, three or four of these uh, uh, bad baddies. I found a place where I was safe. I muted it. I wrote a Christmas card. Oh my god! <laughs> I got I got my mana back up. <laughs> the way the way it was intended to then, be played. And then Prepare I made it a little bit Christmas further. <laughs> I, it, this is the shortest level in the game, from what I understand. I made it all the way to the boss. And I'm like, great! I'm I'm ready for this boss. 
and immediately one shot kills me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, maybe this level wasn't for me. Maybe I should have taken the hint that if I could not get through this in a normal way, because not it's not my time yet. So then I, I uh, restarted and started playing that, I don't know, wherever the desert level is. Stonefang. And I'm back to having fun. Yeah. I'm just back yeah. to being a hoss. Can I talk about the level structure just real quick? Because yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to dissent uh, uh, respectfully, because for me, uh, I really enjoyed Demon Souls. I I beat it in like a week. Like I I went real hard in the paint with it. I do not like the level select structure. I do not. I, Why is that? I, I don't care for that because to me, um, the way that I have always described like the the Dark Souls games is it's like a really really almost faithful adaptation of like Castlevania as a sort of uh, not a not a Metroidvania game necessarily because it's not really that but the idea of exploring this huge and kind of scary gothic environment mm-hmm. with these twisting corridors and you don't know where you're going to end up uh to me that sense of discovery is is remarkable the sense of uh, like you get that in a micro sense in Demon Souls. Like you said, you can open up a shortcut mm-hmm. uh, in some levels. Some levels just don't have them. I think the entire <laughs> fifth like chunk of levels where you're like going through these toxic swamps and it takes fucking shortcuts. forever. Not not a, a great deal of them. Uh, but there's nothing like in, in the first Dark Souls where you're down uh, in the, the forest fighting the Hydra and you can look up and see the sure. castle where you just were a little bit. Like for me, that sense of tone is super, super important to the game. And I think you like Dark Souls 2, you get level jump. Like once you discover an area, you can hop between them. Yeah. Dark Souls 3 does the same thing. Dark Souls 1, not so much until later in the game. I feel like you lose a lot because I... I you do one one and one one's easy, and then one two is actually a little bit harder. Maybe you should jump around to mm. two one yeah. or three or one or one of the like. To me, the linear nature of Dark Souls is kind of easier to follow where you're going when it's just kind of a guessing game of like, okay, can I do the Tower of Latria? Yeah. Oh fuck, no, I can't. Better go do three one. I didn't find that especially satisfying right. as much as like just like pounding through the world of Dark Souls. Although I would say like you say that Dark Souls is linear and you're kind of right. Like there is a right quote right way to go, but knowing right. the right way to go is a whole nother biscuit. And that takes a much longer time to figure out. And I think here it gives you a little more option. And I don't enjoy that. I mean, that's a personal. T- I think we're at personal no for taste, sure. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's I don't enjoy worse. the. I don't like being lost, especially when I have a bajillion souls and no idea where yeah. to go. I don't like that. Um, except when I pull it off, in which case it's usually satisfying. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a, a, an element of most Souls games. I guess all Souls games probably, but there are these marks on the ground. If you never played one of these games, there are these marks on the ground where uh, players have left messages that you can read uh, and either rate as, uh, I think, fair or foul, okay. <laughs> basically good <laughs> or bad. And these messages are always there, and they're always kind of a kick, but this is a game that people have been playing for 10 years and know, like, the back of their hand, and the messages in this game have been elevated yeah. <laughs> to, like, I mean, amazing. It's like having an older brother sitting behind you that you do not know if he is fucking with you or not. And every once in a while, he'll be like, try still. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, wait, I don't know. The best one, the best one I found was there was a, a message that said, try rolling. Mm. And it was at a ledge. And I looked down. It looked so far. But there was a treasure down there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I tried rolling, and I fell, 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 and I just barely survived it. And I got the treasure, and there was another message, and I read it, and it said, I told you so. <laughs> it was great! It was like, it was amazing. They're so, so good. So I want to mention, the really cool thing is the fair foul thing. is like, you can rate the messages either good or bad. That doesn't mean that the bad messages disappear. So... Th- uh, when I first started playing the game, I was like, I'm going to try to go as far as I can without dying. I'm really going to like get far into it. So uh, you you walk up towards... That's a good strategy. <laughs> um, anybody, if you're looking good, for good pro, pro tips tip. to the Souls games, go as far as you can without dying. Good life so tip, I, honestly. I walk up the stairs to the castle. I take a left. 
I see this like weird like hole in the ground with like swirling magic stuff. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I could, that'll be okay or not, whatever. But I read a message there and they say, you can do it. And I do it and instantly die. Like not even, yeah. I didn't even break yeah, the yeah, threshold yeah. of the hole before I instantly died. And I got to be like, you know, game respects I, game. Griffin, what you know, does my favorite the appraisal one? do then? If it doesn't get rid it of the bad ones. It heals you a little bit? I think yeah, it gives it you heals a... heals the person that dropped it. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I also okay. wanted to say that because this game has been out for 10 years, I found the messages, at least the ones that appeared in my world, to be uh, cartoonishly useless. Because anytime I would come across like a... Uh, you know, a dead enemy whose body was slumped over a wagon or a fence or something, anywhere where they were sort of bent over and I saw a message near it, I knew, oh, I know what that message is going to say because it would always say like, use fist or try to plunge or hump this butt basically (laughs) in fantasy (laughs) Dark Souls terms. Uh, Yeah, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I just want to share my, my, my one personal favorite. Um, mine were very helpful, like almost consistent. Yeah. Very, very, very few trolls, except for what is the desert one again? Stonefang. The Stonefang Tunnel. Stonefang Tunnel. So I climb all the way up to this huge rock face. I get back outside, looking out at this beautiful view. There's one right in front of me that's like, hey, take a picture or take a photo. Beautiful view. And then I look to the left, and this very, very, very tiny ledge at the very end of it is effectively floating in midair, one of mm. these things. I'm like, wow, that's, that's like, there must be treasure out there. I walk all the way out there, barely doing anything. I click it, and it just says, step back. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such Boo. an asshole of just, and immediately died, of course. Sometimes there's ones that are, are that almost feel like they are watching because it's so timed and people know the timing so well. Yeah, uh, I had a couple where, like, I ran down a blind alley because I saw a message, and I read the message, and it would say, like, behind you and then there would be somebody behind it was yeah. like um the scene in the matrix you know what i mean where it's where they're calling oh, yeah. neo and telling yeah. him like okay now duck down now turn left it was um, it's I, very cool i do want to specifically talk because we're talking about the remake here we're not talking about the original and normally i wouldn't do this but there has been really no game uh of this quote next generation that has looked more next generation than this game this game is fucking outrageously gorgeous and i think you know i th- i was pretty impassive about like this whole like shift over to the new consoles whatever they'll load faster big deal like seeing a game wh- that is like really really using the hardware is amazing and the and weirdly like and maybe this is not weird but like it's it's 100 percent the lighting like the fact that the lighting in this game is as just like i guess realistic or consistent it just like is painterly and gorgeous and yeah you see it streaming through the clouds and i've uh, but plant mentioned the photo thing like i've taken so many in-game photos because there's a great photo mode and uh you really like it's it's stunning it's like you're in nature are you playing on performance or so oh, god uh, definitely performance which is 60 frames a second if you put pl- yeah guys don't switch yeah don't I, switch. it is wild i try to switch yeah. back to cinematic it this is that Talk about not feeling. Next yeah, <laughs> it was like a slideshow. I don't know what it gets you to play in the cinematic mode. Like how much nicer it looks. That's for PS5 Pro. I'm, I'm convinced that including all of these, <laughs> the, the 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 fancy version is for PS5 Pro when it launches, and then you yeah, can play it's like future. Uh, yeah, I, I did it. more than the visuals, though. I cannot think of a game franchise or format that has better benefited from the PS5 wild fast yeah. load times than this. Because oh god, like yes. even in the levels where. Uh, I keep coming back to four two because it's a, just a real. <laughs> I feel like every I feel like every Souls game I can remember like in Dark Souls one and Anne Orlando trying to run up the the roof while guys shoot arrows yeah. at, like that part. Su- there's one like bottleneck shithead part, but dying to that was like oh man. And then a second and a half maybe yeah. two yeah. seconds later you're back in it. It's it's absolutely incredible. I really quickly wanted to mention uh, Russ talked about it before, and I think it is maybe the the structure of the game the like level select structure is like not my jam i feel like the world tendency thing if i can try and explain that real quick is the game's oh, yeah. biggest, oh, love biggest failing because i it does not explain it fucking at all you have a world tendency and a character tendency and you can basically think of it as the like 
paragon uh, uh, renegade like good and evil meter where if you invade other people's worlds and do PvP a lot, you will get darker tendency. If you kill friendly NPCs a lot, you get darker tendency. But if you defeat bosses mm-hmm. and you, uh, I forget what like, the other things are because it doesn't fucking explain it, then you get light light world tendency, white world tendency. Uh, and those add extra events to the game. So if you're darker tendency, your health is lower, you get more souls and more treasure, but there's more enemies mm-hmm. and they're tougher. And light world tendency basically does the opposite. It also adds like character interactions. Like there's a priest that doesn't show up unless you're in white world tendency. Uh, character tendency, I don't fucking know what it does. I think it probably does the same it, thing. No, it's similar. Uh, it adds like It's new similar. I don't know like why they needed two of those, but like, it doesn't explain how you change the tendency in game at all. Yeah. Doesn't really explain uh, what that how that changes each level. The only way you know is if somebody leaves a note on the ground like "Come back here with pure white world tendency." Which like after I finished the level, I'm pretty hardcore about these games. I didn't really feel like schlepping all the way back through you know that level just because there's some new path that is open there when I've and already a lot of them all you that. There's one that you can't. <laughs> Or at least the one in, um, I wanted to, there's an event, some white world events in the third world that after I had beaten all the bosses, it still wasn't pure white. And I don't know. There are ways around that. I I think that uh, like as a system, I think it's interesting insofar as it's not something you need to complete the game. You could absolutely beat the game not knowing what the fuck is going on with this white world stuff. It seems like given their nature of like making very opaque games, it seems like the sort of thing that they're like, we're going to put this in. It's going to be weird. People are not going to understand how it works, but we're going to put it in anyway and that people get that get really really into the game are going to figure this out and have these cute cool little bonus things that they can experience. I, that's it, my reading. Okay, counter argument okay. to that. I didn't know how the fuck it was going happening and the Paragon system parallel is only useful to a point because there's a lot of stuff that like that is I think is neutral sure. morally. Dying that as a human does impact for tendency. Is you die as a human, yeah. right? That happened to me in four one. Yes. I died as a human a couple times because I went there after beating a boss and I died as a human and it took the world tendency down. And then all of a sudden I started you start this fucking level with a skeleton and then he's got a new glowing red super hard skeleton friend <laughs> yeah. that just happened and I had no idea it's just like what did I do this is so mean and the only way I was able to get past that is there's one enemy in each of the stages that you can kill and it'll give you like some white world yeah. tendency that got me back to neutral if I had died as a human again there's only a few ways to get to elevate your world tendency if I had died as a human again and went down to dark world tendency that's fucking it and I gotta figure it out like it is a it's a terrible it's, system it's, explained it's terribly. It's not great. It's, I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I want to talk about that really quick, though. At the very beginning, Fresh talked about how, I guess Fresh, I guess all of you have talked about how it feels like it just fits in with the other From Software oh, yeah, games, sure. right? And I, I think what is wild going back and playing this now is how the how the hell did this get made yeah. when it did? Because yeah. this is a game made for the modern world of being able to get a video game guide on your phone right next to you while you're playing the game and getting it quickly. Like, that is just... And and getting it clearly, right? Like, that there are sure. all... Now we have 10 years of facts out there that are able I to I mean, game facts existed I mean, in 2009. It came out in 2009. We I had... Don't, don't, yeah, there, but it, it is, is a, it it is is a different world, y'all. Sure. It, to Plant's point, it is really funny to like. I would get, I got stuck a couple of times or like trying to understand tendency stuff or whatever. And it is so wild to be searching for something in a 2020 game and finally it's yeah, like yeah. grody, old, still helpful, <laughs> highly grody. Yeah. These angel fire pages it, with, yeah. It's what, yeah. There's still knowledge here. If I could just get through how grody it is. Like, I, I think it's like, I remember, like, I would never look at a fact back in the day that to me was like uh like i have given up where now right. you play mm-hmm. zelda and you have a guide open the entire time like the the idea that you should just be engaging with a guide is just kind of part of video gaming in 2020 and i think that has changed since this came out i will say there's a one correction that i want to offer from the top i mentioned GameSpot gave this game of the year there were other people who obviously saw the value here ign gave it best rpg for the ps3 wow that is like specific yeah that's 
Yeah, huge, uh, there, there, there are some other people. PC World gave it a, a big award, but but yes, I it, I think it was Dark Souls that kind of elevated this form into the mainstream I, consciousness. I, I think though, Demon, this is the first one of these that I haven't played with a guide yeah. handy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like because it's slightly, I think at least playing as a mage, I found it easier to navigate, and that allowed me the fr- and because the fast load times mm-hmm. huge. I felt comfortable just sort of going through and not kind of looking for worried about missing items yeah, or worried about, you know, I, I think that's true when I'm in the levels. What's still hilarious to me and what I know in 2009, I would have just hated had I played this then was, OK, you beat the first level. Now you're back in the nexus, the, like the central hub. And OK, now you need to go find whatever the chosen one which appears to be a statue from the cutscene. You go upstairs and you stare at the statue. Oh Nothing happens. It's then a you, go, you find a little door and you go all the way up that door and all those stairs and you go to the statue. Nothing happens. <laughs> then there are hundreds of little boys who are like dead. dead and yeah. then one of them is alive. And it turns out that's the chosen yeah, one. Yeah, the last airbender is up there. She's got, he's got, he's got Guys, a candle. it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. The, it, you cannot progress. <laughs> And it's the first time you can level up and you have these souls. You're like, please, God, just let me. And there's one special magical not dead boy fine to progress. And also after that, you level up by talking to the maiden in black back at the like central hub. And she moves around. So every time you come yeah. home, I just beat two bosses. I got 200,000 souls. Let's fuck it. And then she's like, I'm trying to hiding from you. Uh, it is the, it is the best PS5 game though right now I genuinely I yeah, don't no think question. anything else comes mm, close bunger I just one one final thing so I bought a copy of this game the what special edition the day it came out Demon Souls 2009 and I was like I'm going to play this game the day I get fired from UGO.com <laughs> because I knew I could never play it so I just kept it in, in packaging and then one day I did get fired but then I was like oh no I have to freelance to pay bills I'll pay this mm. once I'm done with that got married didn't get to play it started at Polygon literally this game has been sitting on my shelf is the one day I will have actual time to play this game and it turns out that I'm finally doing it it's just this damn PS5 version that was the least sad story structured as a sad story I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard in my entire <laughs> life it worked out it worked out it's like a reverse cats in the cradle. <laughs> like dad's doing important stuff, taking care of priorities. Well, Panda's been living alone for five weeks, so maybe that it's was true. The, That's a fair point. I finally had time. Yeah. Um. Listen, we could. I would love to talk about Demon Souls for another half hour or so, but uh, we got bills to pay, and and other things to talk about. So sit tight, and we'll be back with you momentarily. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? 
the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So it's been kind of a tough year for everyone. Um, but you know what hasn't been a tough year? Real estate. Oh, yeah. Real estate Huge is booming. right now. Oh, man, my dividends. Yeah, if you're looking to make a big purchase on a cut rate deal, holy cow, you've come to the right place. And you know what? These interest rates, folks, oh, they're good the, or bad. The equity is something. It's some, oh, something, boy, I'm telling you. And you know what? I found some primo properties that are ready to go. And really, anyone could just walk up and steal these right out from under y'all. But I think, you know, because I like you guys, I trust you guys. I think you might Thank be interested you. in like, Kind of hearing about this stuff All right, right, at the, right out of the gate. Well, I, I'm looking here at the listings. It looks like you have one for the Bulletarian Palace. And sure, that, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you, Russ, is going to be a little bit out of my price range, I think. It is a big palace. and I, palace. Yeah. I only need, a, you know, three or four sure. bedroom, two bath. I um, mean, we could, we could swing like a servant's quarters situation or like a mop like room situation the palace is pricey i'm like don't get me wrong schools it's are great like slime it's got slime monsters school, which is like a huge thing for me yeah um uh, but you're right it is it is kind of pricier you know if you're looking for like a more budget situation uh how do you feel about living in the valley Ooh, which valley because i don't there there actually isn't one that yeah so the locals call it the vod but you oh, know sure. i call it the valley the Valley of Defilement is good. Um, poisonous, though, and I have kid, and kid is going to get in the poison mm. and get an illness and get sick. So maybe can we can we meet halfway on the on the mortgage? Um, sure. I mean, I don't know. In terms of mortgage negotiations, you're going to have to work that out with your bank. But would you rather? <laughs> um, okay, I, I've got I've got this one, and th- you know, if you don't like this, there's really nothing we can do. Does it have? Let me stop. Let me stop you right there. Does it have poison surrounding every surface? Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay, as a matter of fact, cool. It doesn't. Griffin, how do you feel about a converted prison? Now it's converted. Now, so like Ooh. normally we're talking like you know one bedroom with like kind of like a sheetrock floor, but I think we can knock a wall down and really oh, make yeah. that thing sink. And then if the kids get a little rambunctious, if it's time, you know, if if daddy's trying to watch some football, mm-hmm. but the kids are running around with their squirt guns and their slime balls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's maybe let's call them fun compartments. Mm-hmm. Let's call them let's call them safety compartments that we can put inescapable safety compartments. We can put them in. Yeah, and I should mention the locals are very friendly. Um, they uh, wear robes and um, have octopus faces. But they're right. vi- they, okay. uh, they're up for nannying if you need that. Like that's totally fine. Have they ever? Has there been a problem? Because I've heard, uh, I saw on next door mm-hmm. that sometimes they shoot you with green electricity and then pick you up with their crazy arm face and then suck your blood out. Yeah. Is so that- the neighborhood watch is a little intense. They're not super okay. fond of outsiders. But honestly, mm. if you move in, I think a couple months in, you're just gonna like. You and them will get along great. Like, what about the old lady living by the fire in the jail? Does she come with it, or will she move? Is she like subletting, or what's her? Yeah, so story? she's gonna live there forever. Basically, this is this weird okay, contract that she secured. Yes. 
back she's in 1953. She's not dead, but she's not alive either. It's like a weird okay. situation. Squatters. So it's kind of a rent control. Yeah. Now it says here it. that it does have the gigantic beating heart of an eldritch god, mm-hmm. sort of like in the middle of it. Yeah. But it also mm. says that it has original hardwood floors. Yeah. So that's those cancel each other out. <laughs> I mean, the heart is basically just like a good conversation piece. You have that in the middle of your apartment, yeah. and you could really just sell the room just with that. Right. Right. I mean, the devil worms it summons is not the best for again the, the kids you could train them what sort of covid precautions mm. uh, are in place yeah that's a good point yeah um masking is not great there so mm. that's something to keep in mind but honestly i'm pretty sure they're pretty close to herd immunity at this point like so yeah i I, <clears throat> I i i this is just me for like what i'm looking for right now sure um, I'm, as you mentioned, I've been on my own for a few weeks, so I've been eating a lot of takeout. So I'm 50% poo-poo pee-pee. Um, so I'm looking for a house <laughs> that is mostly bathrooms and is very COVID safe. Lots of masks. Um, mm. like a, I would say like a, a one-bedroom, 20-bathroom house. Um, <laughs> mostly, mostly people wearing masks. Okay, so I think you're back to the valley then. Yeah, that does sound right. And yeah, because you do yeah. like pee pee poo poo, and that valley has whole you can heck just of a do lot it. of it. Pretty much do anywhere it I want. Yep, yeah. basically anywhere. Yeah, you just toss it off the cliff and it's fine. Got it. House yeah. as Can we bathroom. pause the bit for a second? Yeah. Can we pause the bit. There's not a toilet in this whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I was just thinking about it. I mean, it. Middle Ages, really they should... did not have toilets. Not... So, like. Yes. That's what cliffs were for. It's not a single toilet. They just do it on the floor and then they use their magic to make it disappear. Yeah. <laughs> or send it to the Valley of Defilement. Maybe that's where all the PPP oh, of the whole universe goes. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to take a few bucks off of that, I would imagine, <laughs> if it is the world's you toilet. Bet. You bet. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we're sold. Amen. Um, you guys, uh, we got questions or do you want to talk about other games you've been Let's playing? What do you want to do? Let's do a couple okay. questions. Uh, cool. So, uh, I'm going to cut to one of the ones that I am most curious your opinions Feeling. are. Uh, this is from Phoebe Bridger's Christmas EP. Just is that real? Sure. I, I don't know. I hope it is. Um, into that, yeah. Did y'all prefer the more faithful remake of this or the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which changed a lot more? I mean, Final Fantasy VII unquestionably changes a lot more. Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, there there is a new Phoebe Bridgers Christmas EP. That's oh. that's breaking news here on the okay. Besties. Um, it's different. It's two different things. Like they're both really great games in their own right. Um, I think the Final Fantasy VII remake excited me more. I think if Final Fantasy VII remake had been a PS5 launch game, that's the only game we'd be talking about right now. Because I think Demon Souls remake is great and it looks great and it's fun. But I think I don't know. I think the FF7 remake is much more sort of. It was memorable. It was a more ambitious remake. Yeah, I think far it, more. Ambitious. I think Final Fantasy VII was much more in need of gameplay updating to like make it work Thank in this you. generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. You're basically talking about the difference of. I mean, it's they're very yeah. different. I, as somebody who thinks a lot about game preservation, the idea of taking something that is mechanically the same and making it more palatable aesthetically and and more accessible to more people, I think is a net yeah. good. I mean, I'll I'll take as many of these as you got, honestly. Um, plan- On that note, uh, this is from Not Laura W twenty two. Do you think a game needs to be dif- difficult to be good? I would say the fact that this game has a mage and I can actually get around <laughs> these worlds and enjoy them would be the sign that no, it doesn't have to be difficult to be good. I mean, um, yeah, let alone Short Walk, which is one of my favorite games of the last year, and it was incredibly easy. Like, I think we've played a ton of great games that are that are easy and approachable. I think difficulty can create a rewarding experience, but only for a very small percentage of the people that play it. Whereas yeah. uh, an easier game that's also great, I think is uh, a, almost a harder thing to do because you need to make a game that appeals to a lot more people. I think uh, obviously games don't need to be difficult to be good like animal crossing new horizons is probably my game of the year and i wouldn't call that a particularly difficult game but i do think having a game be challenging in a way that you can overcome that you can like reasonably overcome is like a very zesty spice Mm -hmm. that you can add to a game that uh it it is a different type of enjoyment that uh you know an animal crossing new horizons is incapable of giving but there's lots of different ways to make games 
good. But I, 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 I bet it's a hard. I bet it's harder to make a hard game. Oh, absolutely, it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's based, a real thin line. based on the fact of how polarized people's opinions are of the Souls franchise and like how everybody ranks them differently. Like you mentioned Sekiro, that's my favorite Souls game, and it is arguably the hardest because there are no cheatsy mages and like ways like to hack your way around it. But that's like that's that is my favorite game of theirs. We didn't say this earlier. Worth noting though, if you've never played a Souls game, this is a fine place to hop on. I mean, that is, yeah. there's some, uh, World Tendency stuff is kind of, you know. Ignore it. Uh, you can obtuse, just But, like, just ignore it. And if you see a big red guy, just delete your save and start <laughs> over again. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's a really accessible place to start if you if you ever want to try it. Play a mage and just check it check Royalty it is the class you yeah. want to start as. Thank you, yeah. Griffin. Uh, hey, um, yo, what else are you playing? Bunger, 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 bunger. Uh, I don't know how we got this far. Where I feel like we haven't talked about bug snacks, and I don't know if you guys have. You guys fucked with bug snacks? Yeah, it's a lot uh, little bit. Griffin, uh, I I haven't played it since it came out. I got an early access version. Did you play it with your child? No, I've not. Your child, my children, both adore bug snacks, Ooh. and it is a very rare video game that is enjoyable to play. That my children actually enjoy watching. If you have no knowledge of it, um, it hovers somewhere around sort of a more gamey Viva Pinata would be a good uh, that is more um, puzzle centric. There, you're in this world full of these creatures called bug snacks that are neither food nor animal. They hover between, uh, and you uh, the the main gameplay mechanic is you're trying to catch these snacks. Um, by di- through different mechanisms, some are as easy as like put down a trap and catch them. But as you progress, there it's more complicated. You have to like use certain sauces to entice them, or or there's interactions between the different snacks. With this guy hates this guy, and you can use that to knock this guy out and and capture them. Um, which is very fun and rewarding and very cool. Um, and there's also like a pretty decent, surprisingly decent story of like a mystery you're trying to uncover that is. Uh, actually really cool in the way the world interacts and these characters interact is 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 much more satisfying than I thought it would be. Uh, and also, like, my 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 kids love watching it. It's, like, a really fun, cute thing that is still mechanically uh, very sound and, and occasionally challenging. My six-year-old can actually, like, play it. She can get around the world. I usually have to help her with the capturing, but um, it's it's very cool. It's by Young Horses, the developers of Octodad, uh, Octodad. And uh, it's what we're checking out. Got that? Bugs got the theme snacks. song of the year too. That Cara Cara Bonito track. Good song. Absolute bop. Um, I recently, I, I think we talked about the Zero Escape series when. Oh, it was because yeah. Chris was talking about uh, Thirteen Sentinels, mm-hmm. and I suggested Zero Escape, and I so I busted those games out again <laughs> and played through all of them. Uh, they're really f- good. They're like fucking great, cool, weird stories, and I really like them. But the game I really want to talk about is Fuser. I streamed a little bit of me playing Fuser the other day, and it is a miraculous piece of software. It's from Harmonix. It's basically a game, uh, like fully digital version of Drop Mix. They're like card game mashup game where you can take stems from different songs, like vocals from Born This Way and the drums of Good As Hell and the, you know, synths of Take On Me and, uh, you know, the bass from Regulate and mix them all together and it sounds good. And you can shift it between major and minor key and change the tempo and change the key that it's in and change, like, all these things. And there's, like, I haven't unlocked them yet, but there's, like, you can make riffs in various instruments and apply different filters to them and then add that onto the track. Uh, and I streamed 45 minutes of me playing this literally for the first time on our on the, the McElroy family YouTube page, so you can find it there. And even when I was trying to fuck it up, like, I'm going to put on the drums, bass, and guitar of Killing in the Name of with the lyrics of Smash Mouth's All-Star. Sure. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this <laughs> this sounds good, too. Uh, it's, it is so fun. Uh, it is so, so fun. I cannot wait for, like, the next time I can have a party like with friends over and just like have it open. And I genuinely think it's just going to be a, 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 a game that I'm going to be playing for a long, long time. I wanted to talk real quick about Astroneer. Uh, this is a game I've, uh, I think I might've mentioned a couple years ago. It's one of the, another one of those games that has been like, was released a few years ago and has since gotten like a ton of updates. Um, I've been playing it on the Xbox series X 
um, and it is part of Game Pass. So if you happen to have Game Pass, you can try it out. Uh, the game is basically kind of like No Man's Sky, um, but without uh, kind of simplifying a lot of the mechanics uh, of like, oh, I need power to, you know, power this device, and oh, I need to set up all sorts of like systems. Um, there are systems in the game, but honestly, it's just about like exploring this planet and finding the resources to eventually, you know, leave the planet uh, and explore other ones to find other resources. It's one of those games that like, as you unlock different tools and uh, components to your base, a lot of the stuff gets automated so you can take on more responsibilities. One of the really cool things is very modular. So I built a buggy and I had this giant shredder back at my base and I would bring scrap metal back to the shredder and then I'd use the scrap metal to buy other resources. What I didn't realize is I can slam the giant uh, shredder on the back of my buggy and just drive it around the planet and then <laughs> drop scrap metal as I come upon it like a garbage man. And it was fucking amazing. And the game is filled with all sorts of like creative solves to those sorts of problems. Uh, so if you dig that, uh, check out Astroneer. It's also on PC. I've been playing more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, here's a recommendation for you if you're playing that game. Use the mace. The mace is the best weapon in the game. I was using all those stupid weapons like swords no. and axes like and a spear like a real clown. Switched to the mace. Just I, I, I murdered the entire London. Yeah, you just bop people. They're, they're, all, they're all gone now. Um, if you... <laughs> <laughs> if you like the feeling of uh, getting... Overpowering yourself before doing the main missions in a game, is this the game for you? Because I spent... 15 hours, maybe 20, making myself OP before playing literally the second mission in the game. And now I am a destroyer of gods. Um, and it <laughs> feels real good. Next week, we are taking a break because... We've earned it. I think we can all agree this is hard. <laughs> right after that, <laughs> we, need a little rest. we are getting into the entire point of the show. The best games of the year. The bracket begins. We will have more information for all of you uh, on that like, probably in about a week or so. Uh, so be sure to yeah. check out our Twitter, <coughs> at the Besties Pod, uh, so you can participate in the process with us. Yeah, so the first Game of the Year episode will drop on December 11th. Uh, so get ready for that. But as Plant said, you will be able to participate, and uh, you can make your voice heard at the Besties Pod on Twitter. Yep. Absolutely. We're, we're done. We did okay. it. Oh my gosh, we got to do it a year. Yeah. Wow, what a great oh podcast. Woo! Woo! All right, so that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, be sure to join us again next time in two weeks for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Woo! Well, Ric Flair there. It's a Spotify original podcast in association with Fox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter and produced by Ben Hosley. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties! Besties.